Hello, everyone. Welcome to church. We're so excited that you're joining us today. I'm Pastor Victoria, and with me, I have Pastor Jared. We just want to extend a warm welcome. We're so happy that you're joining us, no matter what your week has looked like, no matter where you find yourself. Finding yourself in church truly is the best place to be. So whether that is happening at one of our watch parties or our online service times, or you're watching on YouTube later on in the week, we're just so excited that you're joining us, and we truly believe that you're going to be so blessed by today's service. Hey, listen, if you are watching at one of our uh, live service times in the morning on a Sunday, we uh, would love for you to take a look at the chat. There's going to be an invite button popping up there. And basically what this is is an opportunity for you to invite and share this URL with somebody and have them come. It's not too late for them to join us for church today. We would love for you to do that. And maybe it's your first time here and you're watching this live. There's another button that's going to pop up there. It's going to say connect. And we would love to get to know you, love for you to fill out a connect card and find out what your next step is and what God has for you uh, today. And so actually we're going to begin our service uh, wherever you're, where, whenever you're watching this, whether it's live or whether it's on YouTube, we're going to begin our service today with a time of worship. So why don't you stand up wherever you are. We're going to lean into worship this morning or this afternoon or this evening or wherever you are as we sing together today. Come on church, why don't you put your hands together. Waking up and knowing there's no reason All my dreams come alive Life is for living With you, I made my decision
Someone is thankful for the healthy delivery of their baby. So exciting. Someone is thankful that their friend has walked away from drugs and is turning their life around. Man, that's incredible. And on the other side of these praise reports are actually prayers that have come in as well. So here are some of the prayer requests that have come in. We're praying for someone that they would find a place and a job during this season and that they would have a strong finish to 2020. We're also praying for someone who's feeling drained from COVID. I mean, what a perfect message series that we're in. Help, I'm tired for that. Let's pray together. If you have a need that hasn't been represented, why don't you lift a hand? And if you have faith, why don't you lift up another hand towards the screen as we pray? God, we thank you that you are all powerful. We thank you for the ways that you have moved and have worked in the, throughout the needs of the people in our community. And God, we ask that you would continue to move. God, we, we pray for the requests that were read out and for the ones that aren't. We pray that, thank you that you're a miracle working God and that you will continue to move in all of these situations. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, church, we're gonna sing a new song. Sing it along when you come when you get it. There's a faith to a moment you planted in me. There's a faith to a mountain. It's buried beneath There's a harvest before us Oh, let me see it Oh, let me see it I lean into your glory Magnify your name Your spirit in this moment I'll never be the same So whatever was impossible Is now Savior, so able to say that reading. You're the way made before us. I'll follow your lead. Resurrection within us. Oh, I can feel it. Oh, I can feel it. I lean into your
my desire is to know you, Jesus. Come on, church, we sing all I want. Hey, how good is our worship team? Let's just put it in the chat right now. Let's put our hands together and just thank them for leading us in worship every single week. They're absolutely amazing. Hey, we're actually going to continue in our worship right now when it comes to our giving, our generosity. And every week we take some time to encourage one ourselves, encourage one another when it comes to generosity. And to do that today, I just want to remind you of a very, very simple verse, maybe something you learned as a child growing up. And it's from John 3:16, and it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life, everlasting life. And this is a verse that sometimes, because we know it so well, we can actually grow home blind, a concept we oftentimes talk about here at Slay Church. We can grow familiar with the power of this verse, that before we could ever give anything back to God, He had already given us His Son. He had already given us everything. So when it comes to our giving, it's a good thing to remember that we can never outgive God, but we actually get to give out of a place of, of thankfulness, knowing that uh, before I could do anything to earn his love, to earn salvation, I actually already had received it through Jesus. So when it comes to our giving today, I just want to encourage you with that and, and to remind ourselves that we actually get to give out of a place of thankfulness for what Jesus has already done for us. But why don't we just take a moment and pray? And before that, I just want to remind you there's so many ways that you can give here at Slate Church. Uh, you, uh, the, they're coming up on the screen right now, but you can give through text to tithe, automatic monthly giving, uh, so many different ways. So it's all coming up here on the screen. But why don't we pray for our, our giving and our generosity right now? 
God, we thank you so much for, uh, for the gift of Jesus, that before we could ever give back to you, you had already given us Jesus, God. So I just pray for our giving today that it will just further your kingdom, that it will go towards expanding your kingdom here in Waterloo Region and beyond, so that more people will know that you love them, that there is a God in heaven who loves them and has a hope for them and a purpose for them, God. We thank you for this. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, Christmas season is upon us. I don't know if you Christmas decorated yet. Put your hand up if you have. I definitely put up the Christmas tree a little bit earlier than I usually do. But hey, it's 2020. We have every right to do so. But hey, we love, love Christmas here at Slay Church, and we have lots of exciting things coming up. And I just want to highlight a couple of things for you. Starting next Sunday, we are doing a two-week series called Down to Earth that we would love for you to join in and lean into as we are unpacking uh, the, the, the message, really, of, of Christmas. Starting next Sunday, we're also starting our Meet the Need uh, initiative that we do every year at Christmas time. So we're going to have opportunities to donate non-perishable food, uh, monetary donations, new and gently used clothing as well uh, that we would love for you to be a part of. Also on December 20th, a classic Christmas returns. This is our fourth year, I believe, our fourth year doing a classic Christmas. And this year, even though it's going to look different than it has done in previous years, it's still going to be so special as we are presenting uh, the Christmas gospel. And uh, we just get to come together as a church family and uh, celebrate Christmas together. We also, on December 24th, Christmas Eve, we have a, a special Christmas Eve service that's going to be happening online that we would love for you to be a part of. So. Lots of different things. Make sure you check out our website. You can go to slatechurch.com slash Christmas. You can read all of this information because that was a lot. Uh, and you just make sure that you're not missing out on anything. But it truly is a special time for us here at Slate Church. And we would love for you to be a part of everything that we have happening. But hey, right now we have something really special happening, which we are calling the interview. And this is a really cool opportunity here. A little bit more about people uh, from our church, a little bit more about their stories and what God has been doing in their life. So I'm going to throw it over to Pastor Jared, and we're going to li listen into the interview. Thank you, Pastor Victoria. Hey, church, we're back with another interview this week. How great is it that we've got uh, people coming in every week to share a little bit of what God has done in their life? And that's what this uh, segment is about, actually, just to hear the stories of how God is moving in people's life that are actually in our church. And so today we have Lauren Miller with us uh, in the studio. Can we give it up for Lauren, everybody? Come on. Lauren, thanks for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's great to have you. Um, uh, you serve in a bunch of different ways in our church. I believe you've been on host team and also have done social media stuff like that as well. And I can imagine a couple of other things as well. Um, but we'd love to hear a little bit uh, of your story of what God has done in your life and a bit of your uh, faith journey. Yeah, definitely. So I had a great childhood. I grew up in a really loving family. I grew up in a Christian family and I always knew God. He was always a part of my life and church was a part of my life. But my relationship with God was more transactional than it was relational. And then when I got into high school, it was quite a difficult transition for me. I had a really difficult time with friendships. I had a hard time making friends and maintaining friendships. Right. There was a lot of that grass is greener on the other side right. and mentality. So a lot of those relationships would leave and that left me with um, a deep need and feeling to be accepted mm. and that just wasn't fulfilled. Right. And so 
I really just found myself trying to find and seek that elsewhere yeah. in places that weren't healthy with people and things that just weren't the right places right. to be seeking that. Yeah. And that did cause me to make mistakes that I would regret. And mm. it caused just me to feel really hard and down on myself. And right. it really made me feel so far from God. And like, there was just nothing I could do that would make him accept me. I just mm. felt so far away. Wow. And then I went into first year of university and, you know, I made some great friends. Yeah. That was fantastic. And I started coming back out to church, but it was cool. still that transactional relationship. It mm. wasn't relational. Yeah. And then at the end of first year, I, a relationship ended and it was difficult. And yeah. then I just really came to and I realized I, I needed to go back to church. Mm. And so I went on my own. That was something I had never done wow, before. Yeah, it was really nerve wracking. Yeah, no kidding. So I went on my own to Slate oh, and cool. that was one of the first times. And then I would quick sneak out at the end and yeah. that happened multiple times, <laughs> nice. like many people do, I know. Yeah, yeah. And then one time at the end of the service, Pastor Brandon was talking about the importance of getting involved mm. and joining a team, joining a connect group. Mm -hmm. So right after I stayed and I got signed up to join a team. Nice. And then the following week, I started serving on host team and then I was yeah. consistently serving on host team cool. every week after that. Oh, that's big. And then I joined a connect group nice. and I made some fantastic friends and I just had such a great community surrounding mm. me. And I got baptized and really everything changed. So cool. Mm -hmm. You one of the things that it actually is really interesting as you're talking about there is this idea of like your relationship with God being very like transactional. Mm -hmm. I think that's an interesting way that you've put it there. How would you say that your relationship with God is different now than that season of your life where it seemed a lot more transactional? Yeah, so it was really like a give and take. I would mm. only go to God with what I needed. Right. If I needed something. And now I've just, after a lot of personal reflection and so many messages that I've listened to, I've realized that God loves me so unconditionally. Yeah. There is nothing that I could do that could yeah. set me apart from him. Yeah. He forgives me and I am clean in wow. his eyes. Wow. And I just realized that if someone loves me that much and cares for me, like that's a relationship. Mm. It's like my closest wow. friends, my family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's great. Hey, thank you uh, for sharing your story. Thank you for that. I think I think that transactional versus relationship thing is something that mm -hmm. people uh, struggle with. I know it's something that I struggle with. It's a thought pattern that I can fall into a lot of the time. I'm just like, oh, I need something else. I better pray. And yep. just forgetting like, oh my goodness, I, this is a relationship, a give and take with God. And so mm -hmm. that's a huge thing. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you so much for that encouragement. Uh, I think there's a lot of people that would resonate and and, uh, and connect with that. And thanks for taking the time to actually come in and, and be honest and vulnerable about what God has done in your life. Appreciate it. But hey, um, I'm going to pass it back over to Pastor Victoria to lead us in the rest of our service here today. Uh, but how great was that? Can we put our hands together one more time for Lauren? Come on. Hey, thank you so much, Lauren, for sharing your story. That is so encouraging to hear. And like Pastor Jared said, I think it's something that a lot of us can resonate with, having been at that point where maybe we view our relationship with God as transactional. And Lauren is such an incredible part of our church, and uh, she leads with so much, uh, so much humility and love. And I know that everyone who knows her loves her, so we're so thankful for her sharing her story today. But hey, I'm excited about this next part, which is the message. And we are finishing up. We're wrapping up our, our series, Help, I'm Tired. And again, we've said this every week, but we feel like this has been such a timely uh, series and something that, again, all of us can 
relate to in different points is it's been a tiring year. Uh, and we're so excited today to actually have Pastor Brent coming back and uh, delivering the message today. So why don't you prepare your heart for what God wants to speak to you. And why don't we get our notebooks out and let's just pray that God is going to speak to us. I know he will. His wor word never returns void. And why don't we welcome Pastor Brent. Good morning again, Slate Church, or whenever you're watching this, it's great to be with you again. This is actually a part we, part we, part three of the series, Help, I'm Tired. Pastor Luke did a great job a few weeks ago at talking and setting the stage, and then I had a chance to be here with you last week and just talking about this idea when people need help, God says a person, but we're just going to be finishing up this series together. So if you have your Bibles or your device, you can turn with me over to Luke chapter 10, and we're just going to to read a story here um, in the ministry of Jesus, and we'll just jump right into this here. Luke chapter 10, verse 38 says this. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me alone to serve? Tell her to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Wow. Now, I know um, if you have siblings, and there's a lot to birth order, and there's a great birth order book um, out there that explains to us a little bit of our inclinations, depending on where we're born in our family. Now, I'm the youngest child. I have an older sister. And what I would say about older siblings, not necessarily all older siblings, but I've seen this show up in a lot of families, that you older siblings, which I love, are a little bit uh, perfect, or you think you're perfect, and you're maybe a little bit responsible or overly responsible, um, you know, and you're always sucking up to mom and dad, so why would we even try, you know what I mean? And so. Here in this story, we have an older sister, and the reason that we would say that Martha is uh, the older sister, commentarians would tell us that because she's doing the hosting duties and Mary was the younger, and so, you know, Mary, being the younger, was doing the smart thing, hanging out with Jesus. This is what the younger siblings would do. Now, uh, my, I, my older sibling, she was awesome. Uh, my sister, she was about three years older than me. Now, she grew, she's 5'10", and she was like 5'10 in grade six. Like, she was tall, and I actually didn't grow until I got to high school. I was actually 5'2 in grade nine. At the end of high school, I was 6'2. I passed her up. It was an amazing moment <laughs> when I got taller than her. But I never got bullied because I had an older sibling. So, you know, it's great to have older siblings, but you're just not as perfect as you think you are. <laughs> but here with this story with these two siblings, you know, Martha, she was doing all of the serving thing. And we talked about serving last week, how God has called us to serve. But it became a very difficult thing for her, and she was anxious about it, and she was struggling with it, and she was saying something to Jesus, you know, tell my sister to come and help me serve. Don't you care? And then G uh, Jesus said something very specific to uh, Martha. He said, one thing is necessary, that Mary chose that one necessary thing to sit at the feet of Jesus. And that's what we need to do. And this is the call that Jesus uh, speaks to us when we may be praying this prayer, help, I'm tired. So let's just pray today before we get started. Father God, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you for Slate Church. 
God, we just thank you for all that you are going to continue to accomplish through them. And we just thank you, Lord, for everybody who calls Slate Church home, that they will hear your voice this morning, that they will know your ways, that they will be able to walk in your goodness. We thank you for that help. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, like last week, I talked about how we are supposed to be serving people. We're supposed to be stepping into that place when people are struggling and having a difficult time. But serving, let's be honest, can get difficult sometimes. And the reason is that people are difficult. Uh, We know some difficult people in our lives, and sometimes it's a struggle. And then when we serve, they don't care or they don't say thank you. And then it becomes a difficulty or becomes a hardship or it becomes very taxing for us to serve. And this is what we would see here in the story that Martha was serving, but it wasn't necessarily a joy. She was having a hard time with it, and she wanted someone, you know, her sister to come and help. And, but Jesus, and it's not that Jesus is against serving, because the scripture tells us, you know, Jesus came to serve. But here in this moment, he's describing something to us, a key for us in our lives when we are struggling with serving, which God has called us to do when it feels difficult, when it feels overwhelming. And we can see here in the story, um, we can get anxious about many things because we have a lot of things to do. You know, kind of how I define my life, I have it in sort of three different categories. I'm a husband, I'm a dad, and I'm a pastor. And this is how I spend all of my time in these three areas. And all of these areas, for me, are ways to serve. I serve my wife as best as I can. I come up short sometimes, but I'm, this is what I'm doing with my life. I'm serving my kids. You know, my, my daughters are 21 and 17, and they need to be driven a lot of places. So I'm serving them constantly in those areas, and then I'm serving at the church. And all of these things that I've committed my life to, they are all, are all serving activities. And it can feel overwhelming sometimes if we don't do the thing that Jesus told, us, that told Martha to do. Here's one necessary thing. When serving becomes a distraction and not a joy, it then becomes heavy. And then we're worried. And then we're carrying things that we were never designed to carry. And then sometimes what happens to us when we serve, we're carrying the emotional weight of the outcome. When we serve somebody, we want them to come out better on the other side, but then sometimes they don't. And then we're carrying the emotional weight of that. And then the last thing, and this actually came up here in the interview a second ago, is that serving can be my attempted path to righteousness. That it can be something that I can do to offer to God to make me feel better. God, do you love me more now that I'm doing all of these things? And it can just become a heavy weight in our faith that we think, I just got to get on this treadmill because I got to make God happy. You know, God is already happy with us. God actually loves us and cares about us. And so we can't take our serving and then make that our path to righteousness. But again, Jesus said that Mary had chosen the good portion. She had chosen the right thing. And so we can learn something from what Mary did. She kept Jesus at the center of her attention. And this will help us in all of our serving, in all of our activity, because we are always busy. And it's not like life is going to get any easier. Now, I know there's a lot of single people that, uh, you know, attend Slate. And you might think your life is going to get easier when you get married. But I have news for you. Listen, marriage is amazing, but life doesn't get any easier when you get married. There's a whole other, I'm not going to do a marriage talk right now, but life gets actually harder because you're trying to figure out what somebody's thinking And I still can't figure out what my wife is thinking sometimes after 26 years of marriage. And so you can pray for me on that one. 
And then you think, you know, we want to have kids, right, Pastor Ben? We, we want to have kids because it's going to be so amazing. And then just, that doesn't make life any easier. Life just gets more harder and more taxing and more difficult. But we can handle all of these things if we do the thing that Jesus told us to do. We are always going to be busy. Galatians chapter 6, verse 10 says this. And let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone and especially to those who are of the household of faith. See, when things get in our way, it causes us to want to quit. Now, we know that God is not putting those things in our way that are wanting us, that would cause us to quit. God actually wants us to endure. He wants us to make it to the end. He, and he wants us to make it to the end full of faith, loving our family, loving our friends, and having joy of life. But what do we need to do to endure? How are we going to get to the end? Now, I have two things for us today that will help us to endure to the end. And the first one is we need to accept the invitation that God gives us. Now, a, f- a few years ago, before my wife and I had kids, we were at a big church meeting somewhere with a bunch of famous preachers. And, you know, my dad uh, was a pastor before me, so he knows a lot of people. And so my wife and I actually got invited to this party that we probably should not have been invited to. Do you know what I mean? We were like on the low level of the situation, and they just happened to invite us because they knew my dad. It was super sweet. But there was all these famous preachers there, and then there was going to be a legitimate billionaire there like an old money American billionaire. I said their name, you would know them. Now, I don't know if you've ever been to a party with a billionaire, but I got to be honest with you, and I was probably like 27 at the time, and I was going into this party with the billionaire, and I just, I'm just going to be honest with what I was thinking. I was thinking, you know, maybe he's going to give me like $100,000. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're going somewhere. <laughs> maybe he's like, hey, you're super cute, and your wife is cute. <laughs> Here's 100,000. Now, that didn't happen, but it was, <laughs> we, were, we were excited to be in this room with people. And, you know, there, there is a value to the presence of people. And if you have some really good friends, which you should have, when you have um, good friends, there's a, re- there's a reciprocal thing happening in your relationship. You can inspire them and they can inspire you. And there's a lot that we can get from people. But sometimes we can overvalue the presence of people and undervalue the presence of God in our lives. How much can God provide for us in our lives through his presence? And do we accept the invitation that God gives? We can want to go somewhere with famous people. That's fine and that's fun. But God is giving this this daily invitation to us to spend time with himself. Do we accept that invitation? The scripture tells us in Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, it says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. See, God is standing outside of the door of our lives and he's knocking. He's not forcing himself into our lives. He's not crashing down the door. He's standing outside of the door of our hearts and he's knocking. And what is he doing? He's waiting for an invitation to come in and spend time with you. This is what it means. I I want to come in and I want to eat with you. I want to hang out with you. I want you to be in my presence, but I actually want you to want that. I want you to invite me in. I'm not forcing my way in your life. So do we accept this invitation? 
Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 says this, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Help, I'm tired. Jesus says, come to me, and you will find rest for your souls. He says this, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I'm just going to read this from the message paraphrase. It helps us. It says this, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? In the interview, transactional relationship with God. Man, that can burn you out. Jesus says this, come to me. Do you hear the invitation? Get away with me and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn how to live freely and lightly. For those of us who are praying this prayer, help, I'm tired. Jesus has an invitation. He says, come to me. When we come to Jesus, nothing gets poured out on us that's difficult. No, when we live with Jesus, it's light and it's free. He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, what does that mean? You know, a yoke is what what ties two farm animals together so they they go in the same direction. And uh, a yoke would also describe in this time um, how a rabbi would teach the scripture or interpret the scripture. Now, we know Jesus didn't like the interpretation of the scripture that the, that the Pharisees and the Sadducees would give. He would always tell them that it was, they couldn't handle this teaching. It was too heavy. It was too difficult. Jesus said, my yoke. In other words, the way Jesus interprets who God is. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. So if our relationship with God seems heavy or difficult, simply put, we're not doing it the right way. Because when we come to Jesus, it's easy and it's light. And then he says that we are going to walk with him. He's going to show us how to do it. See, this is what we need to think about Jesus, that he is our mentor. We are the protege. We are the disciples of Jesus. And we will walk with him. Man, it's going to be so easy and it's so light. But when we turn our serving into something else, when we're anxious about it, or we get on the treadmill, or we make it transactional, then it becomes difficult. But Jesus invites us. He says, come to me. And it's easy and light. So we need to accept the invitation. And our pastors are always telling us, read the scripture, pray, worship. Man, that invitation is there every day. When we we go and we accept that invitation and we come and we spend time in his word and say, God, what do you want to say to me today? Spend time talking to God. See, it's never hard for me to talk to my wife. Why? Because she's the person I love the most. It's never hard to pray. Why? Because God is the person that we love the most and he's the one that loves us the most. So it's so easy to come and talk to him. He says, come to me. Will we accept the invitation? Spending time in worship, not just on Sunday, during the week. Why? What are we doing? We're coming to God and we're reminding ourselves that it's easy and it's light to follow Jesus. Second thing is this. We need to make it a daily practice. Not just a once in a while, not just a Sunday, not just a watching service, 
But every day, Jesus is knocking at the door of our lives. Every day, he says to us, come to me. When we come to him, it's easy and it's light. Mark chapter 3, verse 13 says this. And he went up to the mountain and called to him those whom he desired. And they came to him and he appointed 12, whom he also named apostles. Listen to this. So that they might be with him and he might send them out to preach. What does it say? First thing is that we would be with Jesus and then he would send us out. See, we're moving here into the Christmas season. And the, the whole idea of the Christmas season is God with us. Jesus said, hey, before you go out to preach, before you go out to do my works, I just want you to be with me. And when we miss that part of the equation, it gets heavy and we're anxious and it becomes transactional. But that be with Jesus part makes the going out part so easy. So we need to make that a daily practice. So we want to spend time in his presence every day because in his presence, the scripture says, is fullness of joy. The fullness of all who God is. So when we come to him, it's never hard. It's never difficult. It's never a struggle. It's wonderful to spend time in God's presence. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 6. Now, what we see here in the book of Hebrews, that it's written to, once again, the Hebrew Christians who would have an understanding of the Old Testament. And in the tabernacle, in the Old Testament, in the temple, there was two different places. That There was one place where the Holy of Holies were, was the, the Ark of the Covenant, and representative of where God's presence was. And so they would go in there where the presence was, but then they would do other things outside. They would do serving activities and ceremonial things, and we see this represented here. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 6. When everything had been arranged like this, the priest entered regularly into the outer room to carry on their ministry. The outer room, the place of serving, the place of doing. But then it says this, but only the high priest entered the inner room. What was in the inner room? God's presence, the holy of holies. And only once a year and never without blood, which he offered for himself for the sins of the people had committed in ignorance. Man, that's a picture of the Old Testament. But what is a picture of the New Testament? That Jesus has offered his blood so God's presence is no longer behind the veil. It's no longer just in one place, in the temple or in the tabernacle, that God's presence is everywhere. The theological statement is that God is omnipresent. But hey, we can stay on the outside and we can just do the serving. We can just do the activities of God, but then it becomes anxious and it's hard and it's a lot to carry. But what do we need to do? We need to go beyond the veil. We, know, we need to go to the place of God's presence. Man, because what is he doing? He's calling us. He says, come to me. Last verse, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15 says this. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weakness. What does our weakness sound like? Help, I'm tired. But we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Help, I'm tired. Where do we need to go? 
We need to accept the invitation. Jesus says, come to me, come to the throne of grace. I love that it's called the throne of grace. I love that it's not called uh, the come to the throne, but you have to be perfect to come there because none of us could come. But because Jesus has done the work for us, because Jesus has shed his blood, we can come to the throne of grace. We can come to that place. And what do we find at the throne of grace? We find grace to help in time of need. See, when we have a need from God, we should never run from God. We should always run to the throne because the invitation is always there. Come to me. So what is it the help that you need right now? What is that you are struggling with right now? Maybe it's a deficiency in your flesh, mistakes that you made, things that you have done wrong. Hey, the invitation is there for us. Jesus says, come to me, come to the throne of grace. Do you need help today? What is the invitation? Come, why? Because at the throne of grace, there is help for us all. So regardless of what our needs are today, man, we can come and we can come boldly. The scripture says we can come with confidence knowing that God has already made a way. So let's just pray today. Father God, we just thank you today that we can come to your throne of grace. We just take a moment to do that right now. Just right in the middle of this service, in the middle of my living room, my kitchen, wherever I'm watching this today, I just make this a holy place that I can actually come to your throne that you give us your love at your throne of grace because God, that's what we need. That's what will sustain us. That's what will cause us to endure. That's what will cause us to get to the other side of the difficulties. That's what will help us to get through this feeling of I'm tired, that you invite us into your presence, that you're not gonna put anything ill-fitting on us, that we can learn your rhythms of grace. God, we thank you for your love today. We thank you that you love us so much that you made a way for us just to spend time in your presence, to spend time with you that you actually want to be with us. God, we are amazed at that thought. When we think about who you are and who we are, that you invite us in. God, we can barely comprehend it. We can barely imagine how amazing you are that you invite us in to your presence because you have help for us. You have what we need and you reach out to us with an open hand with that help and we say yes today. We say yes to the help that you give. God, we love you so much and we just thank you that you love us. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, if you are watching this today and you feel like you don't have a relationship with God at all, you know, God has an invitation to you as well. His invitation is a relationship that he offers. And all you have to do is say yes to that offer. The gospel, the good news is all about Jesus, about what he has accomplished for us, not what you can do for God, but the good news is what God has done for you. So I'm gonna pray a prayer in a second to to make Jesus the Lord of your life. I invite you to pray along with me. So wherever you are today, let's all bow our heads and close our eyes and pray this prayer. God, today we thank you for Jesus. 
We thank you that he lived a sinless life and he died on a cross and you raised him from the dead. So today I say yes to a relationship with you. God, I call you my father. Jesus, I call you my Lord. God, I purpose to follow after your ways and turn from my own. I thank you for your salvation today. I thank you for your love that you pour out on me. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. The Slate worship team is going to lead us in one more song today. Like a flight, we receive your love when you come like a flag, like a flag, we receive your love when you come like a flag, like a flag. That was so good. Thank you, worship team. And thank you, Pastor Brent, for an incredible message. Can we just give Pastor Brent a round of applause for that awesome word? What a great way to wrap up our Help, I'm Tired series. And Pastor Brent, thank you so much for, for coming to Slate Church to speak to us over the past couple of weeks. We're so grateful for the investment that you've made, but we're also so grateful for the investment that you've made into our church over the past few years, really, you and, and Nicole and the church family that we have at the City Church. We're just so grateful for your investment and your heart for this house, so thank you. But I'm excited for, for this next portion of our service today because we have the opportunity to dive into what we just talked about in the debrief. And today I have two fantastic ladies with me. We've got Michaela and we've got Victoria. Why don't we give them a round of applause? Thank these two awesome ladies for joining us. Michaela, you're someone that serves so faithfully on our muscle team and our studio teams. You're just doing such an incredible job, a powerhouse leader. And Victoria, you're someone that just brightens up every room with that smile on host team. It really changes the atmosphere every time you serve. And we're excited you guys are here for the, the debrief today. So I wonder what stood out to you in this message today, this, this message that we're talking about of having this opportunity to run back to the throne of grace. Yeah, it was an amazing message. Um, I think the beginning of, you know, we're both oldest sisters, so of us being like 
perfect and like super responsible. We were like leaning in. We we're like, yeah, amen. You know, he kind of lost us after that a bit, but uh, but it was an amazing service, uh, amazing message. Uh, just the fact that what really hit home for me is that this is just a daily invitation. We're we're called to be in God's presence, and just the fact that um, just because Jesus died on the cross for us, that that veil has been torn and God's presence is all around us. That just like hit home for me. It's like, why am I not gonna be in His presence? Um, this is exactly the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. So that that really struck home for me. Yeah. What about you, Victoria? Yeah. No, I definitely agree. Um, as an older sister, like we said, I definitely relate to Martha because even I think. Um, when it comes to my roommates or with my friends, I feel like I'm always just trying to make sure everything's good, everything, the bills are paid, you know, the chores are done. And I think it's so easy to get lost in that. And like, I just, I wanna be Mary. I wanna be able to just sit at the throne of God. And I just find that so many times instead of running to the throne of God, I'm just running around in circles, uh, trying to, you know, do a race that God's already won for us. So. That's so good. I love that, that God has already won the race. We can actually take the pressure off a little bit and just come into his presence, and that's so good. I wonder for you guys, what is it going to look like for you even this week to start applying what we heard today into our, our your real life? That's really where the, the rubber meets the road for us is we can hear a great message, but what is it going to look like for you guys to apply this really practically this week? Yeah, I think for myself, um, it was so interesting. We ha we looked at each other during the message, and we're like, we just talked about this in our connect group uh, this past week. So we're like, we got answers for this. This is awesome. Um, but I know for myself, um, just what struck me is that this is something that I need to make my like first defense, not my last resort. Um, you know, I'd often. Um, when I was finding myself just kind of like having a rough time, you know, I was I was running around trying to do everything, you know, trying to please God, read my Bible, you know, listen to all these podcasts, but I was almost doing too much. Like those are all great things, but I was, it was, you know, becoming draining. And I remember I gave my mom a phone call and it was that help, I'm tired phone call. She's like, have you ever tried just like not? Just rest. She's like, tonight, just don't do anything. Just rest in, you know, the image of God's arms like you would, you know, your own father. And I, that really hit me. So, um, but that's not something I would say that I've implemented like every day, like daily. It's definitely something that I've done, but again, kind of like as a last resort, not my first line of defense. So for me, you know, throughout this week and, you know, challenges that come that I'm seeing or even haven't seen, just going to God right away and just, um, just accepting that invitation at, at the first second is, I think, just something practical that I can definitely do. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I can definitely relate. I think it's so easy to overcomplicate what it actually means. And I, I like that he said that basically if it's not light, then you might be doing something wrong because I can relate to that so much as every morning, you know, I wake up and I get so flustered or I have so many things on and I'm like, I may, might look at reading my Bible as a chore that day or even accepting God into my life again that day as a chore. But instead, it's just, like she said, just calming down, just sitting in his presence and realizing that he is king, that he has a plan. And it like... Uh, Brent said it's doing this every day. I think it's hard because sometimes I know that I have those really good days and I'm like, I'm really feeling it, God. This is great. Like, I'm super pumped up. And then other days it's like, uh, I'm just not feeling it. But I think not feeling it is not a good excuse because God is there for us and he's knocking on the door. So we just need to open it and we just need to invite him because the invitation for us is already there. 
So good. So much wisdom here. Thank you so much, guys. And I love what you said about this being something that you just talked about in Connect Groups, because this honestly feels so much like my Connect Group as well, just having the opportunity to unpack this and, and really talk about it and work through it together. And we want to let you know that there's opportunity for you to do this exactly how we're doing it in Connect Groups at Slate Church as well. And this happens every single week online, in person, whatever works for you. And if you go to slatechurch.com, you can learn more about Connect Groups, find out um, if there's one that meets at a time that works for you or like a location that works for you. And you have the opportunity to be able to work out these messages just like we're doing here today. So thank you so much, ladies, for being a part. Why don't we give them a hand one more time for joining us today. Thank you so much. And hey, we just want to say that if you made a decision to follow Jesus today, we are so excited for you. We really do believe that that is the best decision that you could ever make. And it doesn't need to end there. You can actually take the next step in your relationship with God today. And we want to help you do that. And so there's a couple things that you can do. And one of those is filling out a Connect card. And if you're watching live right now in one of our services, there's actually a Connect button that's going to come up right in the chat. It's super convenient for you to press that button. Let us know who you are. Check off that you want to follow Jesus, and we would love to get connected to you. You can also find our Connect card on our website at slatechurch.com and check off there as well that you want to get to know other people or that you made a decision to follow Jesus today. And the last thing that we want to let you know about is something called Next Steps. It happens after all of our live services. So if you're watching at 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m., there's going to be a link that's going to pop up in the chat for you as well. It's an opportunity for you to meet some of our leaders at Slate Church, get to chat with us and really just learn more about what your next step could look like here at Slate Church. So we would love for you to join us for that. It's been an awesome Sunday at Slate Church. We're so thankful that you would join us today from wherever you are, wherever you're watching. Make sure to tune back in next week to, to really kick off our Christmas season at Slate Church. You guys excited? <laughs> We're so excited for Christmas at Slate Church. We hope that you are too, but we love you and we'll see you next week, church. Thanks for tuning in.